Hey guys, and welcome to another Monday Fafo. Today we have Canadian Shroomer. He's a pretty big staple in the online community. Kind of famous on Discord. Real fun guy. Got a fun accent, and he seems real high energy. Y'all gonna love him. So, Canadian Shroomer, welcome to a Monday Fafo. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for having me, guys. Look, you know, it's not too many platforms I get to talk about this on. Um, I, I've been banned more times. I think that that guy that gets thrown out of every party, that's that's me. I'm still and, waiting for my first ban, you know? It's, ooh, I'm still oh. waiting. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. If you get close enough to stuff, it's amazing how quickly they can shut you down on social media. So, you know, it's, it's great to be able to come in and, and talk about what I've, I've discovered because by no means am I an expert. But it's something that I've discovered on my travels and something I just like to pass along to everybody else. Excellent. excellent. How long? How long have you? How long have you been actually doing it for? Well, you know what? It's it's only been about a year and a half. Oh, I only got about twenty two years on you. Well, that's and you know this is it, and this is why I always say, look, by no means do I know a lot about this. Look, I, I come by this uh, by the way of, of PTSD, depression, anxiety. Um, I was a firefighter. Um, I was hired in two thousand two, and in two thousand seventeen, I was diagnosed with this PTSD, depression, anxiety. Now, I was born in 1975, so I didn't even believe in mental health. Like, I just, I'm sorry, I never heard about it, right? (laughs) Right, So so being taken out by this stuff is kind of like being taken out by the Easter Bunny. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) You know, like, I enjoy this job. I love this job, but I'm going through a divorce. And I, I, I argue with everybody. And I don't even really like who I am that much anymore, but everybody keeps calling me a hero. It's really confusing. So the marriage ends, right? Obviously, I, I bankruptcy, you know, I lose my career. But I, I meet Miss Jackie, who's a nine one one fire dispatcher, and uh, she says, "Look, you know what? You see some pretty messed up stuff. Regardless, if and here's the thing: normal's a funny word because everybody that you hang out with in the emergency services sees the same stuff as you, so it's not that bad. Yeah, right. So it's weird." I think he hit a mute button with his ear. Oh, he might he might have muted yourself on your phone with your ear, buddy. <laughs> I might still there now. You're here yeah. now. Yeah, you're right. Oh, okay. So I got to keep an eye on my I got to keep an eye on my phone because when the the screen goes off, then it mutes. Yeah, that's the same thing as last That's an year. Apple thing. That's an Apple thing. That's an Apple thing. Okay. All right. Well, I'll keep, you know what? I'll keep the finger tapping here is what I'll do. So, (laughs) yeah. So, you know, look, like I said, long story short, we don't need to get into the whole mental health thing. But the fact was, is Carl was nose diving. Now, in the 1990s, I remember my buddies tripping out on acid. Okay. And that did not look like fun to me. Okay, these guys are crawling around on the ground. You know, there's, there's spiders on them. I, look, I don't want anything to do with this. So when I started to hear that psilocybin mushrooms was essentially the cure for cancer in the mental health sector, I thought, you got to be shitting me. Like, I, I don't want any part of these hallucinogens. Right. Yeah. My no- life is a, it's a disaster. I don't need any more chaos in it. Yeah, there's no way it could be that good, you know? That's right. Yeah, that's right. So that's exactly what I thought. But, you know, it's funny. Uh, PTSD, depression, anxiety will take you to a level or a low that is intolerable yeah. and actually actually makes suicide a valuable option. It's weird. It's really bad. So when you're facing something that terrible and you're about to lose the one person that you've been looking for your whole life, you'll face just about anything. 
And that's what sets me up for my education with mushrooms. So this is why it's not like I had a grandpappy that taught me how to do this. Okay. This was pure straight up desperation. That's it. Like if there's an answer out there, I'm going to find it. And in the emergency services, you get this mentality that there's nobody else coming after you. So you got to figure it out. Like if somebody's trapped in a car, there's another crew coming. So when it came to growing psilocybin mushrooms, I found out very, very difficult and found out very quickly that it's, it's hard to do. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And and you know what? Starting Nothing's out, lovely. starting out, it's hard. yeah. It, I agree with them. It, it's it's really hard until it's not. That's this is how they are. How they are. Yep. Hey, they, they nothing, start talking to you pretty soon. They let you know what they want. Yeah, and you know nothing is difficult if you know how to do it. Right. Okay. Look, nuclear reactors. You can build one as long as you know how to do it. It's not hard. Don't tempt me. Yeah. Right. Challenge <laughs> me and, accepted. Me and Fear right, will get right, together. Exactly we'll be right. on another. What, what's one more list to be on, right? <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> right? Jesus. So I, I took this as, okay, look, everybody out there is really, really smart, whether they think they are or not. And all I have to do is teach people how to do it. That's it. That's all I have to do. So I started to understand very quickly what this stuff did. And I went on a mission to help people learn how to manifest them. Nice. And that's, nice. that's, that's really the long and short of it. Look, there's, there's people out there that know much, much more. They've forgotten more about these mushrooms than all of them. He calls them the ancient fruit. <laughs> oh, they are. I couldn't, like, I couldn't believe what they did for me. And I'm sure we'll get into this later in the talk. But just to kind of set up the, the listener so I'm not coming off as some kind of, oh, I'm an expert. No, fuck. Are you kidding me? The more that I learn about these things, the more I realize I don't know anything. Right. And that's such a cool hobby to have. Oh, yeah. Always learning. Always be learning. Have to. You got to be the student. If you're the teacher, you, you ground yourself at that level. That's why I have so much respect for uh, elementary school teachers. Because they, well, they, they, they keep themselves and they teach the youth. They dedicate their lives to that. Right. But if you stay as a student, you're always learning. It, you can't learn something you already know. Some of so the if you... absolutely insanest people I know are no. elementary school teachers. Yeah. Like, I'm talking about total freaking freaks outside of being teachers. Like, dress mm-hmm. up in random animal skins and do stupid shit. Like, so, so they are not trying... mentally healthy. So, <laughs> like fun. so, so what are you trying to say about teachers there, Farrell? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I'm going to back up that one slowly. Just say it, John. Just say it, John. Yeah. We all know you're a little touched. We all know it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, like the, the, the first challenge for me, like I said, was learning how to grow them because the problem is just buying them. I, I didn't know if it was psilocybin or it was fentanyl. And I, I couldn't trust that. Yeah. So, in, today's, in today's world, you can't trust anything anymore. It's. it's right so so knowing that this is healing medicine right and 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 knowing that i have serious trust issues i was gonna have to do the legwork and learn how to grow them that was it right so you know learning this took me down a rabbit hole of extraordinary knowledge because just growing them alone will teach you a level of discipline that you've never really, I've never experienced with anything before. Right. And it really started to pull me out of a really, really dark place, which was, I thought was the whole purpose behind it, which was really cool. That's great. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it w- and and please, not for not for one second am I suggesting that every single time these mushrooms is fun. Oh, sometimes oh. it's straight up awful. Oh, but yeah, I, I agree don't really with you. Take big sitting, doses. sitting at the lab table is my zen place. I'm telling you, I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, and I, you know, I really found that. I I thought that okay, it was just the ancient fruit, if you will, that will heal. But I'll tell you what, when I take 10, 15 minutes cleaning out fruiting baskets, all right, because I got to bleach them all and you got to preparate all that stuff. And then you, you go in and you're going to do your inoculation. You got to get all that ready. What I find is when I get immersed in, in a hobby like that, that I'm not thinking as much about the bad stuff. And I think it's, it's not about creating a ritual. It's That's like creating it. your own. Yeah, it's creating your own ritual. And it's almost like a religious experience, like from the start to the finish. The whole thing is. It really, I find it, 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 it adjusts my patterns in life, which is great. Right. Exactly. Because look, I think we all know good patterns, good life, bad patterns, bad life. Doesn't matter how much money. Like if, if you know somebody with good sleeping patterns and good relationship patterns and, and good, you know, spending patterns, they have a good life, right? Regardless of how much money they have. I'm screwed. Yeah, right, That's right. And that's, you know what, that's what this PTSD, depression, anxiety taught me was that, wait a minute, my patterns are fucked. But the problem was, is that I'm locked in these patterns and I can't change them. Right? I can't. I'm, I'm, I, your brain puts your, put yourself in patterns for a reason. And that's what this, this mental health thing was so great researching it because I attacked it no different than a house fire. And I understood exactly what the brain is doing to me. And, well, your brain puts you in patterns because it's, well, it's safer. Right? No, it's for the same reason you brush your teeth with the same hand all the time. Because right? if you do it with the other hand, it's going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, you know what? I, I don't I don't mean to get graphic, gentlemen, but I bet you watch no, 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 the shower. Oh yeah. Yeah. So human beings yep. I know we think we're rebels. There's probably six, seven different ways to get to work. We take the same way every time. So that's great if your patterns are good, but what if your patterns are shitty? Yeah, I like to look well, at hookers on our way to work. Yeah. It's true though. I I saw a film when I was in the military and they they took a staircase and they made one stair like two inches taller than all the rest. And then they just mm-hmm. watched people run up and down it. And like 80% of the people tripped on that one stair because yeah, it shows you how your, brilliant your, your brain is. Your mind is just so used to lifting your foot a certain height to go up a stair. Yeah. It's you, you, or you really take up. it for granted. Right. Well, it's, it's like everything, right? The uh, good health is a crown. The only, only the sick can see. It's true. You don't understand how important your brain is till it's not working correctly. The The problem is that's so humiliating that nobody wants to admit that. But I've, I've kicked the shit out of my ego so many times that it doesn't matter anymore. Right. right? But, it, but it really is true. Once you start to understand that, wait a minute, maybe the brain isn't processing information quite right. And when that happens, I start fighting everybody else. You're really I, defensive. I've been like that since I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. This so imagine. My way of life. Well, I can can you imagine, and I can say this from personal experience, how much faster and how how much quicker you obtain your goals when you're not fighting with everybody. Oh yeah. Like, oh, yeah. dude, you move you know, you move like lightning. Because I am that person. Every person I meet, there'd be a conflict. Fuck. All right, well, I'd have to carry that guilt. And I'm not talking about physical stuff, I'm talking mental how it drags you down. I'd be I'd be driving through the day. I'm still having an argument in my head I had with somebody in a store three hours ago. <laughs> why am i yeah. it's it, it's interesting we have like sixty thousand thoughts every day 
Okay. When was the last time you had a brand new thought where you went, I've never thought that before? Never. <laughs> right. Daily. Well, that's brilliant if you do. And that's what we all strive for, right? Because you can, you can achieve what you want. But if you're that sad person like myself that never had any new thoughts and I'm in this circle, but I'm constantly complaining about why my life's not getting any better. So it's like I'm on this well, merry-go-round. My thoughts might not always be great, but a lot of the times mm. they're original. Or healthy, for that matter. Or healthy, <laughs> yeah. For that matter. <laughs> but just original. Like, good, bad, yeah. good, bad, or indifferent. Just original. Right? Yeah, you're about to be... I had a freaking just absolutely shitty shift this last shift. Uh, I worked 72 hours. Uh, I don't know how you guys do that. On the, and it was just... A fucking miserable slog. It was just serious call after serious call after serious call, and like a lot of death and a drowned baby, and the whole thing really, really sucked. And now I'm sitting here going, you know what? I'm pretty low energy today, and I kind of feel shitty. And I'm like, huh, I haven't had any mushrooms in like a month. And now the jar's sitting over there. I fucking me. So I might get really perky here in a little bit. <laughs> well, you, you, I, I tell you, you, you go ahead and nice. do that. Yeah, I think I'm gonna. I'll be right back. All right. Wait a second. If we got, if we're gonna do this, I'm about to do it too. Well, fuck it. Let's all do this shit. All right. Hold my beer. Hold my beer. Everybody have fun. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) I I would join you guys, but I, I, I partook last night, so there's not much point. I've got, I've got my uh, candy bar from uh, Ginevra. With my eight grams, but of Enigma. Enigma. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. That's a serious so, play. I don't know if I want to go that deep into this conversation. <laughs> it's gonna be just me here, and you guys are gonna be drooling. It's gonna be awesome. Well, oh, and I, I must, I must admit, me personally, I will not be partaking in this little uh, thing. And right. hey, what's, no, but what's interesting is there was a time where I turned uh, microdosing into macrodosing. Okay, and I would take macrodoses on a daily basis. How'd that work for you? I mean, I... Well, I here's here's the interesting thing. Um, things move very quickly. And what I found was I went through this extraordinary journey, if you will, over the past year and a half, where there was definitely a stage where I went through this healing process. All right. And it was incredible. I mean, it's like turning feelings back on is what I'm talking about. Um, you Dude, know, that sounds horrible. <laughs> well, yeah, you would think, right. You would think, but you know, obviously running a 72 hour call, like you just did, you come back, you don't want to feel anything. I've always said, you'll take your feelings to a call once. And that'll be the last time you ever do that. All I right. did it once. I'll never do it again. Right. It hurts. So you check your feelings. Well, after a while, your body, yeah, it gets used to that. Now, that's great for work. It's terrible for relationships. Right. I'd say the most horrific things, not feel anything. I don't give a fuck. Right? Okay. Anyways, all besides the point. When I started this healing process, all of a sudden, I started to get the feeling of joy back. There you go. Okay. I, I remember a major dose with a massive pack. And I'm sat on the couch, and buddy, I'm in tears. I've never felt that level of joy. All right. And when you, you, you know, I, I felt excitement, danger, all that, whatever, that's fine, but not straight up joy. And in the, uh, I have a mushroom streaming network that I have 160 videos on there. A lot of them are mushroom reviews of the experiences that I've had. 
There's about 14 mushrooms on there. I was going to say, I've seen, a, I've, I've seen a few of those. They're, they're pretty nice. You go quite in the depth on how they, uh, on how oh, they affected you. Incredible. You know, this gram and a half of Lizard King is down. Oh, my goodness. Look my out. friend, that is, that's the most visual mushroom I've ever had. Yeah, we have a very we have a, a, a an isolation that that I just just magically showed up from me, and it's just <laughs> it's very mm. strong. I just, mm-hmm. I just I just I just put some more of those on agar a couple days ago. I'd like to go back just a second about when you were talking about saying sure. uh, you know having uh, problems with. Inter- interrelationship problems. Like I don't have problems with my immediate family. My wife, uh, my kids, stuff like that is great. But yeah. sometimes, like I, I do tend to lash out some at uh, extended family. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and rumor. Oh, yeah, some of that is is just from. Uh, from work because I see them do really stupid shit that I've yeah. seen go really, really bad at work, you know, and I'm just like, stop doing that fucking shit right now because Jesus fucked, you know what you're going to do, you know, and yep. I tend to, ju- I tend to jump on it exactly the same as I would on a call. Does that make sense? Like, well, you, your, your brain doesn't know whether you're at work or not. Right. You, you yeah. got you got two parts of your brain, your conscious and your subconscious. Now, your conscious knows you're at work because you're in uniform and you fart in your hand and throw it at somebody. Okay, that's what, when you're at work. But your brain doesn't know when you're not at work, so it still fires the same dangers. I remember my kids playing on the boulevard when they were like four and two, and a car came around the corner, and I freaked out and ran and snatched the kids off the boulevard because I know a curb doesn't stop a car. Yeah. And everybody was like, hey, settle down, buddy. I was like, no, you settle down. So if I may tell you, you know, kind of what happened to me, that's how it started for me, right? I started yelling at people. And then I started yelling at immediate family or sorry, extended family. And you'll notice it's like a hot zone at a hazmat. It kept getting smaller and smaller. I was like, I was okay as long as I didn't fight with my family members. Right. So, you know, I didn't care who I fought with as long as I didn't fight with the people under my roof. But the problem is, is that you'll notice that circle gets smaller and smaller and you'll write off another extended family. Go, ah, fuck, I don't really care because it's only them, right? Because I have these people. But what you don't understand is that it's your ego fighting all the time. And your ego can't determine between extended family and immediate family. It's going to be a matter of time before your family starts doing stuff that you see at work and you're going to start yelling at them. I wouldn't let my teenage daughter go out because I saw what happened to a girl that went out. So now there's a resentment and now you're by yourself and everybody's angry at you, but you're only trying to protect them. And now you're alone and your ego won't stop. Like it'd be, it'd be great if it was, if it would be great if it was, yeah, I know. I lived it, my guy. Like seriously, I'm not a doctor. I'm, I lived it. So here's the scariest part. It'd be great if you and your ego we're alone together in an apartment. You sit and watch Matlock together, but you don't. Your ego turns on you. And now you pushed everybody away. And it's your fault. And now you're alone. And it's you and your ego. And it, now you're fighting yourself. And it's scary. It's super scary. 
And people don't realize that. And they just keep going, well, as long as I have this person. And then you'll get, like I said, your immediate family. Well, I'm not talking to my son. Who cares? Well, okay, my daughter, as long as I have my wife around. And my wife, then after a while, it's like, that's not. So you got to be really careful with this shit. It's like an old man sliding into a warm bath. You don't notice it. Now, the only thing does that mean? (laughs) An old man sliding into a warm bath. Old in a warm bath. Have you ever seen an old man get into a warm bath? He does it slowly. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm sure you can imagine. But the the problem is, is that's what happens with his mental health. You don't recognize it, especially in the emergency services, because you're doing such amazing stuff at work, aren't you? So they don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. (laughs) I tell you. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Trust me. It doesn't make you a bad guy. But, you know, this is a different a different kind of fight. It's a mental fight. Now, no different than people used to blow their backs out in the 70s because they didn't know how to stretch and work out. We have a responsibility to realize why old firefighters and paramedics drank all the time. Yeah, I've never I've never sought out uh, like drinking or anything like that to relieve the, mm. the stress. But uh, you're lucky. I have usually really, really intense hobbies that I usually do. But at the moment, I don't really have that outlet because we're we're in the process of buying a new farm. Oh, okay. so once I get back out to where I can get come home from work stressed out and just go dig fucking holes for eight hours, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you'll you'll notice that high end military ops, um, emergency services, people like this do extreme sports. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the thing is, is that the the reason why and I found this out for my doctor, because I couldn't figure out why. Adrenaline. Well, you got it. That's right. Okay. That's awesome. And that's great while you're young. Now, the problem is, is that whether you know it or not, adrenaline makes you feel better. Okay, great. Can you go dig holes when you're 50 or 60? No. With a backhoe, I can. Yes, I can. <laughs> with a backhoe. Yeah. So let, 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 me, let me ask you what gets you adrenaline faster. What if you tell somebody to get lost and start yelling at him, call him an idiot and get in a fight with him. Yeah. Still adrenaline. What about yeah, somebody who cheats? What if somebody cheats on their wife and have a secret life on the side? It's adrenaline. That's too much work. I, I, I you know, as well as I do in the emergency services, it's a problem. Yeah. Mm. Right. With me. So, I love my wife. She's awesome. Oh, hey, as do I, and nobody's questioning, but it's really nice to know why you do stuff. Yeah. Instead of saying that you're just a terrible person. Oh, I've said that I'm a terrible person many times. And I've oh, apologized so to people friend. many times. I'm like, hey, so listen, I. I can come off really, really rough. Uh, and mm-hmm. But it's – I try to have a ritual when I come home from work, like of how I get – I like, you know, take a minute to kind of unwind, take off all of my uniform goes immediately into the, uh, all of my laundry goes into laundry. So I don't spread diseases everywhere. Don't wear my boots into the house, you know, that kind of thing. But the ritual is kind of designed to divorce me physically from the 72 hours that I just spent right at work. And it works except for times like we have really, really rough shifts. And And that's why we're here. Well, my wife's my wife's gotten really good at, over the years, right? So initially, she was just like, "Man up," you know. And I'm like, "No, you listen. I need to cry for a minute, you know." Like, yes, and I'll yes. tell her, I'll tell her, I was like, "I just need to vent and fucking cry for a minute." And uh, you know, I'm a big, strong guy, and and everybody always looks at me as like I'm the dad at work, right? Because I'm like the mm-hmm. only guy. 
And uh, so everybody's got to, you know, hug it out and cry with me. But I'm the fucking dude that everybody comes to cry to. And uh, there's some senior guy at work and everybody's got to unload all their shit on me. And then I want to come home and I want to unload shit with my wife. And she's not that kind of unload person. Right. <laughs> right. right. She's right. more stabby, wife, less listening. My, yeah. My wife's very, uh, a very aggressive human being like I am. So, uh, you know, normally I would like sometimes I'd talk to my dog. Uh, but uh, it's just kind of, how do you put it? Not having an out. Like you need to find an out, a hobby, an out. And I do find that the mushroom resets. Like I take moderate doses. I don't ever take like huge giant doses. Partially because I don't know what the fuck I'm going to end up at. And I don't really want to play that game. Like I have no desire for ego death. No, you're yeah. you're you're smart to do so. It's not a pleasant yeah. thing. Like yeah. it's not. I I know they talk about this enlightenment or whatever, and you see it on Instagram with a pretty girls praying in the yoga pants. I'm sorry for me. The major doses. It's tears. It's snot. It's emotions you haven't had in a long time, and it's unlocking boxes. Hey, see, I do moderate doses, like the dose that I just did. Now I did. I just uh, did one point one five of a ODPE. Oh, that's a good dose. I should have done ODPE instead of fucking just jumped into Lizard King. But whatever. It was the first jar I grabbed. But uh, it's it's moderate doses for me work really well. Like the world's happier and sunshinier and lights are brighter and colorful. And I could take a small dose, like seven hundred and fifty milligrams, and then go to a social event and not just sit there in the back and be non-social. Like, because mm-hmm. my wife's like, man, you're so much fun to be around. Why can't you be fun around like my friends and family instead of just be on guard? I've got the double dose, right? Eight years in the freaking army, running around, meeting strange and interesting people of unique and different cultures and shooting them in the face. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. You know, and then I've got 17 years as a critical care paramedic where I'm either flying or driving to people's worst day of their life. I show mm-hmm. up. And not every, nobody's ever fucking happy. Everybody's like crying or the worst things happened or grandma's freaking, you know, stroking the hell out or somebody woke up next to a dead family member. And so that's that's what I deal with on a daily basis. And I could take it and put it in a little box while I'm at work. But sometimes that box gets really full. And the, like, yeah. what do you do when the box gets full? And uh, being your options when the box gets full is the box unloads itself and that can come out. And like, as you're saying is, is aggression towards family members, aggression towards yourself. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, and I agree with that. I've always said it wouldn't, it wouldn't matter if it all came out, if I could schedule it like on a Thursday. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. But the problem is it shows up when I'm at McDonald's and somebody bumps into me and yeah. it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it all of a sudden you're not, for me personally, I wasn't scared of people out there. I was scared of what I was going to do. And what I mean by that is yell at somebody or get argumentative because by nature, I'm not that way. Like I'm just not right. And I, I think if you want to see somebody really, really angry, take somebody who's really happy and make them angry. And, and that personal snap. And that was me. I couldn't believe how mad I was all the time. And confusing. Right. So to have something to give my brain, give me, extra access to my brain, if you will. Like think of your brain as a high rise and you only really only have access to two floors. And now I have access to all 56. 
right? Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, so that's the way I, that's why I act the way I do. I had one experience with a uh, a mushroom called um, Golden Emperor, and I, you know, gentlemen, I thank you so much for this because unfortunately, this is this is information I can't share all the time because as soon as I even say that band, like it's awful, right? Oh, not here, not here. I know, <laughs> brilliant. So I had this uh, experience with this Golden Emperor, and that's why I do the mushroom reviews because there's like there's so much different. Not like pot, like oh, a bit of a woody taste. No, I mean like straight up different. Oh yeah, they're all their own individual species. They have Carl, oh, different, yeah. The Golden Emperor. I've never heard of Golden Emperor, and no, I don't know well, if you've ever heard of this podcast before. And I have a serious issue with genetics. Yeah, so, he's like he's like um, the, he's got to play Pokemon with the fucking genetics. I I, uh, <laughs> I will definitely need to be trading you for a Golden Emperor if you have those genetics. Well, what what really what the, to be full disclosure, what a golden emperor is is take a golden teacher, take the the, the biggest conquer from that and clone oh, that. Gotcha. All right, okay. and just from from what I oh, understand, it's just an isolation. Is what you're saying. Oh, absolutely right. And oh, okay. you know, this is you know, I try to give as much disclosure as I possibly can from what I know, right? But from what I understand, that's what it is. Right? We need to get him a couple of our strains, like the. Oh, uh, I, I've already going to offer him up. Yeah, oh, I, I would like, be tickled. Him, I would be simply tickled, gentlemen. And get him you know, tits and lizard well, king, and then the the uh, the the. Um, I'll, I'll send you monster. I'll one. send you monster light light bright. That's that's yeah, growing like gangbusters. Goodness me, yeah. And it, it, it's what's so much fun about them. There's 300 psilocybin mushrooms. Go fun. Oh, they're making they're making more. They're making new ones oh, every friggin' day now. Hell, I, I was just, I was just gonna say that before cross. humans get at them. Yeah, I just did an ape. I just finished up an ape, ape Ecuador cross four different phenos and each one of them is they're all coming out perfect from the exactly one that they cloned so nice this is gonna be great Incredible. oh and and they gave somebody to try and they they did a fresh they did they did uh what was it like 10 grams fresh so it's like a, a gram and they said that that was the most intense they've ever had in their entire life this is like a 52 year old pothead so I was like, "Holy shit! I'm gonna have created something crazy." <laughs> oh, I, like some, of, like I said, some of the experiences that I've I've had, and, and my palate is very, very small. I, I think maybe I've tried 14 different times, right? And like I said, this this golden emperor of all the different um, trips, I guess you call them. Right. This one was like a, an 80s uh, flashback sitcom. But it was three of my memories that I, I don't think about very often. One was uh, two uh, childhood friends were killed in a car accident, June 15, 1993. Right? Obviously, it was upsetting, but not something I think about daily. Right. And I was taken back to that moment. And I thought, oh, God, this is going to be a terrible trip because it's a very sad memory. Gentlemen, it left as soon as it came. It was weird. It was almost like a closure. Oh, Interesting. No, very, very strange. And then all of a sudden, about half an hour later, I was taken back to an incident in college. Right. And I saw it from a completely different perspective. Something that I suggested as a failure wasn't. I, I went on a golf scholarship to the state of Kansas um, when I was 19 years old. Right. And I found out that guys down there can really play golf. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, I, I failed obviously miserably. I was terribly embarrassed and I came home with my tail between my legs, but seeing that through a different perspective, it wasn't one of those things that I constantly go, I feel it. Everything it gave me freedom guys. Yeah. Right. And then obviously there was the, the last one, my grandfather, 
But this was the entire evening. And that was, I only ever experienced that with Golden Emperor. That was it. Huh. And it was uh, extraordinary. So I can only imagine somebody dealing with a, a grief that they don't think about daily, but it, it they carry it. Like we're really we're really starting to get into stuff like that. Like not just the stuff that you remember, but think about this. For instance, everything that you've ever seen, heard, tasted, felt, or experienced is in your cranium right now. Everything. And there's a lot of stuff in there that weighs on you that you don't think about because it's painful. Now imagine an older version of you taking you by the hand and saying, "No, check it out, man. You didn't know any better." Like, shit, look how this sets you up for this. Oh, get it. You could dig up Sigmund Freud. He could tell me that. I wouldn't believe it. Right? Yeah, he would just but, tell you it had to do with your mother. That's right. Well played. <laughs> but it's weird. It's weird when it's coming from an inner dialogue, and it gives you this really weird sense of peace. Now, look, medicine men and women have been saying this for thousands upon thousands of years. It's just that, that advanced technology is confirming it. That's it. So that's why I think it is truly the ancient fruit. And it's only through feeling it and, and, and going through these experiences that I went, holy shit, I've got to tell everybody. I mean, telephone, telegraph, tell a firefighter. We can't keep secrets. We're terrible. <laughs> so the, the thing that sent me on the campaign was what it did for my addiction. Now, I've, I've always had an underlying <laughs> drinking problem, right? And so is my father and so is my grandfather, right? And the problem is I used it for medicine. I used to use it so I could sleep because I couldn't sleep at night. It was terrible. I used to just lie awake, right? And I remembered in college, I, you know, it didn't matter how much I want to stay awake. If I slept enough, if I drank enough, I fell asleep somewhere, usually in a bathtub. Yeah. So essentially what I did for a decade was I passed out every night. What was that? All right. So I didn't really understand this drinking thing, but everybody around me drank. So, you know, I didn't have a drinking problem. Ted over at station three had a drinking problem, right? Good God. He's always drunk. I had a heroic dose of mushrooms, like a pretty ridiculous dose. I looked, nobody told me how much to take. I didn't measure it by grams. I measured it by teaspoons. I didn't nice. know. I didn't know, right? I, I had no idea, right? That's a quarter so, of a cup. Well, that'll do. It, it, like it was, it, I hate to say it, but it was kind of like that, right? It really, really was. I just ate it till I couldn't consume any more. So I, I, I found myself downstairs on a bit of an Indiana Jones adventure, right? <laughs> <laughs> incredible, right? I've, I've got, I've got my dog with me. I think he's fucking chewy, right? Like it's unbelievable. Like, it's just, like, it's, like, it's, you've never experienced anything like it. So I go into my storage room, right, which is a new experience because it's ego death. And anyways, we'll get into that. But I see four cases of empty 24 Budweiser. 28 Budweiser, sorry. I used to get the big ones. And I looked at them, and I was, I was disgusted that they were in my house, for starters. I couldn't believe that much alcohol was in my house. And then I looked down at my gut, and I saw, oh, my fuck, and I've consumed all that? Guys, I'm not kidding you. I was sneaking the cases of beer out of my house like a teenager, terrified to get caught. I couldn't believe I bought it. Wow. The weird thing is, is that I'd never had a drop of alcohol since that night. But I never missed it either. Hmm. And cut. as a, I, I, like, I have no explanation, but I've never had a drink since that night. I had a, uh, 
right after I got back from the military the last time, because I ETS'd uh, while I was in Iraq, and they just basically threw us to the wolves back in, like, OIF 1 and 2, like, at the very beginning of the war. When yeah. we got out, when we got out, they just went, all right, good luck. You know, they didn't really understand because it's been a long I time know. since there was, like, a serious war. So, you know, I went from literally, like, 48 hours earlier, like, my captain got blown up and died. And then, like, you know, we were raiding houses and all sorts of fun stuff. And then, like, next thing I know, I'm just sitting in Washington turning my gear in. And then I ETS'd, and they're like, and I didn't really want to stay anymore because in eight years I spent eight months in America. And they were like, wow, okay, uh, good luck and have fun. And here's your, you know, DD form 214. And I'm like, <laughs> where the fuck do I go? And what yeah, do I do? Bad. So there was there was like two years there that I consider kind of the lost years. Uh, I got into law enforcement and I just drank. And that was pretty much it. And, you know, I was still kind of a young kid. And, uh, but there was, it was like completely lost years. Like, yep. did I accomplish yep. anything? No. Did anything get done? Not a fucking thing. Yeah. And, uh, what actually got me out of it, it's uh, my dog is old as shit now, but uh, I had gotten drunk and somebody gave me a fucking rat terrier puppy or I stole it. Who fucking knows? Right. <laughs> and so I had got it and I totally forgot I had this fucking puppy and I woke up on the fucking floor and I look underneath the sofa and this little tiny ass dog, like, the size of a fucking hamster runs out and starts licking my face. And I'm like, Oh my God, I totally forgot about you. Like wow. there's been a couple of days. Uh, yeah. You've had water or pizza crusts. What have you been drinking? You're like, how have you been alive? <laughs> and then uh, after that, I was like, Holy shit, I got to take care. I've got to take care of someone and something. Right. Yeah. And so uh, I was taking care of her and I, she's old as shit now, but uh, that's what kind of got me off of, being drunk all the time. Don't get me wrong. Like tomorrow evening, I'll have a couple of beer, but I don't feel the need to get drunk. You know? Yeah. And, and for me, I used to look forward to every second Thursday because I could buy my beer without feeling guilt. Cause I felt guilty every single time I bought this and every chance I, I got, I would, you know, obviously drink before I went to bed. It was like somebody reached into my brain and pulled that part out. It was like I never drank before. Honestly, it was weird. Even when I would try to back off it a bit, I would go out uh, with the missus for a bite to eat, and I would have my Coke, and I'd see somebody drinking a pint, and my mouth would water. I'd be like, come on, this isn't fair, right? So, like, I'm trying here, and that's one of those patterns that I couldn't get out of. And it was like I, I never I never started. So, look, call it superstitious. Call it whatever you want. And, look, I got nothing against alcohol. I, I think there should be a gum that's beer and wing flavor. I love them, right? But I used alcohol as medicine. And that was my fault, right? I think if you use it as recreation, that is great. Like, you found peace with it. That's awesome. I have one of those personalities where I, I, I don't know. It's either all or nothing. Right. So, yeah. go big or go home. I hate to say it, and I wish it wasn't always like that, right? But I, I think, as they say, you know, the greatest mission here is to know thyself. So I think that's one thing I definitely know about myself. 
I get addicted to things versus like uh, actual substances. Like I go on these absolutely manic creative sprees where it's like I can't oh, that's awesome. think, I can't think of or do anything else. But my brain says I need to blacksmith like 150 fucking spoons, and so <laughs> I blacks I blacksmith 150 fucking spoons or make you know 400 pounds of soap. So I got to make 400 pounds of soap. You know, like um. And my wife's like, oh, I guess we're going to be doing this now. You know, <laughs> yeah. and I don't, I, I think it might be a coping mechanism. I mean, it usually well, occurs the- when I'm feeling down. It's like all of a sudden my brain's like, you know what? We're going to make some shit. Well, so. it's for the, for, the, for the same reason, some of the most heinous criminals can't face solitary confinement. Right. Because you, you do stuff so you don't have to think about stuff. Yeah. But you're in solitary confinement. You have to think. There's nothing to do. So, yeah, I mean, when, when things are going sideways and there's a coping mechanism, yeah, great, awesome, fine. And, I mean, the, the true key to manifestation is obsession, right? It, my problem is I can't turn that obsession off, and then I end up losing it. Right, or, or obsessing over multiple things. Yeah, yeah, and then burning out because you just physically can't do it. Yeah, I'll go days and days without sleep when I get obsessed with something. Yeah, and yeah. It, it's funny because your body will regulate. It's, it's like they say, if you don't take time for your health, your body will shut you down. Eventually. Oh, yeah. Of course it will. Oh, yeah, man. We, we make a very good living at people like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, we do. I'm sorry. But most people, like, let's be honest, right, with the level of uh, addiction and everything, people poison themselves. It's pretty mm-hmm. simple. Right, I got, but... I got a brain shutting down story. This, uh, many years ago, there was a explosion in a place called West Texas. It was just a city of West. We were mm-hmm. uh, returning from a rather long distance call, going to a trauma center, and driving by it on the highway when it exploded. It was a fertilizer plant that exploded, took out a school and a nursing home, and uh, like it, it looked like a small atomic bomb that went off it blew out our windshield on our ambulance so we were the first people yeah we were the first people on scene it killed all the local firefighters and all the volunteer firefighters it just picked up their trucks and everything and tossed them like a quarter of a mile um and uh because actually when they put water on it it mixed with the ammonium nitrate and everything and just made a big fucking bomb jesus Um, christ yeah it blew up the entire fertilizer, there's an ammonium nitrate fertilizer plant that blew up and it, it left a crater that was like, like 350 feet freaking deep and like a half a mile across. I wouldn't um, want to be the thing commander at that call. They all died. They were gone. Like, yeah, we found pieces of them driving into the, the call, but it, the school had just gotten out. So the only thing was in there was like some teachers and stuff, but they all died. And, um, but the nursing home collapsed. And so we were the first on scene. And so we had seen command and it was just a giant shit show. And then we were on scene for 120 hours and I stopped seeing in color. Like that's weird. Well, just from being purely freaking exhausted and being awake for 120 hours, I just started seeing in black and white. Like this is the longest I've ever been awake continuously was not that entire time. But uh, it was crazy. Well, that's the power of adrenaline, right? Like you hear about yeah. these guys in, in firefights, and it's incredible. Like your your body can actually do that. It's extraordinary. 
right? And I, I think that's what SEAL training is and SAS and JFT2 and all that stuff, right? Yeah, hell we, yeah, your body can do it. Like, it's seriously. But the trauma after, holy shit. <laughs> like, fuck. Like, your body's pretty. Like, I, to see him black and white. Yeah, it was really wild. I just realized that, like, oh, I can't see blood anymore. It's, uh, uh, like, it was just seeing in black and white. It was crazy. And then, like, you'd find yourself, like, like just your brain just like turns off and slaps back on. It was a self defense mechanism. It was helping you cope with what was going on. Yeah. No, you just start blood everywhere. You just start. You just start like these like thirty second micro sleeps where your brain just like it's like switch off, switch back on, switch off, switch back on, and um, yeah. After that, I slept for like four days. Uh, Like came back home. Didn't even make it all the way. I, I literally just crashed at the station and uh, just slept on the sofa for four days and everybody just left me the hell alone. But uh, it was it was an intense-ass experience being able to, to seeing in black and white. And your depth perception went to shit, too. So it was like it was like being really, really, really drunk, but seeing in black and white. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah. It's like, like being on a road trip when you suddenly come to and you're like, how the frick did I get here? <laughs> well, I, I don't know if it's exactly the same, but yes, I understand what you're talking about. I mean, that's that's a pretty horrendous call. Right? What year was that when that happened? Oh, this was this was quite a while ago. I don't uh, know. I, I remember it, it made that was before. Was big deal. Yeah, was, I was going to say, my goodness, like the, it was the, before I Obama mean, was president. So, yeah, was, the IFF was, would have been all over that if that many firefighters were killed in one spot. Yeah, no, I took out all of the vol- the whole volunteer fire department just yeah, got yeah. blown up. Oh, uh, but yeah, it was it was before because they showed up and it was there was one tank that was on fire, right? And uh, it had a backflow preventer valve, if I remember correctly. Is it it the back? It was supposed to keep the two chemicals in the tank from mixing, but they started cooling down the one tank, which created a vacuum, right? And it pulled it through that backflow. The chemicals mixed and they exploded. And yeah. it took, like, it was just. Yeah, the, the uh, news footage, it looked like a freaking Moab went off. I mean, it was yeah. just. Crazy. Oh, God. We were, we were at least a mile away from it on the highway, just driving at highway speeds. And it blew out the front windshield of the ambulance. And I'm driving, you know, big old. I wasn't driving. My partner was driving. Big old F-350 box truck. And it almost blew us over. It took out every window piece of glass of the ambulance. And uh, we were like, holy shit, what was that? And I was like, oh, dude, something blew up. Um, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I thought maybe like we just got nuked or like, you know, Iraq. Or I don't know, whatever. Terrorist yeah. shit. But I was like, we need to go look at that. Like that was that that happened in a city like that happened over there. And uh, we uh, ended up just showing up right on scene. There's a fire truck flipped over. Ladder truck is like literally twisted to broken in half. And we're just driving by like pieces of firefighters in their bunker gear you know it's like not even a whole firefighters it's like a leg here there's like there's a torso over there there's pieces on fire everywhere and i'm like everybody's dead and then we look over and the nursing home has collapsed and i'm like i know there's people in that thing so we called and originally when we called our dispatch because our dispatch was uh quite a long ways away and they were like, uh, no, that's that you're joking. I'm like, no, literally, like, it's like apocalypse. Like, everybody's dead and send everybody you got. 
And uh, the first people they said was just the other helicopter crews, right? Um, so they sent us a whole – we just had helicopters landing and landing and landing in like a baseball diamond. And we were just taking everybody we could out of the nursing home, the people that just crawled – like the elderly that just crawled out windows uh, originally. and uh, But they were – it was four or five days till we found everybody that was accounted for that was in the nursing home. And a lot of them just died from being stuck in there and dehydration or being stuck in there and not having access to insulin, things like that. Like that, yeah. It was a really, really long, shitty freaking thing. not sound pleasant at all. No, no, it was really sh- – it sucked. It was, a, it was a shitty time. But, uh, yeah, they gave me like a week and a half off, and I sat around on the pool and just – Processed shit. I wish I had mushrooms back then. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good times. Somebody's yawning. Who was that? Was that you, Deadpool? Is it kicking in? It is. It's kicking in. It's around that time for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh yeah. I, no, I, I noticed I, things started I, getting pretty. Yeah, everything's <laughs> starting to brighten up, and uh, I got the yawn starting. Perfect timing. Ah, good shit. Lizard King isn't Lizard King isn't like that. It's just like boom, suddenly you're fucking high. Like it's not. There's no like build up to it. It's just like suddenly you're fucking high. And I'm right there where I'm like, things are really pretty and everything makes sense right now. But can't yeah, I, I, well, <laughs> I, I got I got a question for you. Why okay. why are why are pizzas round and pizza boxes are square? Oh, yeah. I know. And it's tiny triangles. When I first started taking these, the, the thing that bothered me the most was this incredible feeling of anxiety the second I took them. All right. And I, I, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this, but every time that I took them, I'd have this terrible feeling like, holy shit, you've done something wrong. All right. And it was almost like a, like a psychedelic bouncer making sure I was cool to go in. I oh, yeah. The same thing. Absolutely. Come yeah, up anxiety. So, they got a name for it. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, I would, uh, you know, and if I'll be honest, the first couple of times I took the bait, right? I would worry. And the entire experience was nothing but worry. But this one time, and it wasn't, it wasn't a lizard thing for me. Oh, yeah. I've, I've had some pretty, I've had some negative experiences. But, you know, like I said, I, the brain's a box of toys. I don't open it very often, but the mushroom has a key. Right. Mm-hmm. I, uh, right. I, I like to listen to music when I'm coming up to, Help keep me in the right place. It focuses me. True, true. Yes. Like some good Pink Floyd or something like that. That's what I normally do. This is a new one for me, just sitting here uh, (laughs) talking on the the cast. (laughs) There he goes. Yep. He's only heading in. (laughs) <laughs> well, and, and I, I didn't. And it's interesting because it was, it was a shock to me because I didn't even know they were supposed to be pleasant. Oh, right? yeah, I, no, that's I a didn't. great thing. Oh, uh, I know, and I, I had no idea because after the taste of them, I thought, "Good God, that I don't think you're supposed to consume those." That was uh, the most cowardly thing I've ever had. Capsules, capsules. Something's not capsules. right here. Yeah, capsules is the way to go, man. They're, they're, yeah, they're, that's how I do everything. That's my go-to, also. Yeah, it's all powdered. I just powdered it down right now. I mean, capsules are so easy. They're pre-measured. You just pop them in your mouth, swallow them with something to drink, and you're good to go. 
I pre-measured it on a digi on a card before I dumped it, so it was just good. Of course, my mouth is now caked in a powdery substance. Are you substance. telling me that you got the new capsule machine and you're not even using it? What the hell, Fuck man? No, he's not. He's come on. That'd be that'd be responsible. Yeah, that's it's, Deadpool. Yeah, that's not that's not me. That's, <laughs> yeah, the um. Well, that that when I started to uh, you know talk about these mushrooms on the interweb. Right. And uh, we started kind of building this little community with the discord and all that stuff. I found out a large majority of our community was well after it for the benefits of mental health. So the capsules were a no brainer. Right. We're oh, like, yeah. that's, that's the first thing we taught people how to do is how to make capsules. Right. How to dry them correctly and capsule, because look, let's be honest. It, you want to buy them. They're two bucks a capsule, three bucks a capsule. That's, that's a lot of money. Yeah, right. Or, you know, or, you, or we can shout out our buddy across the pond who sits there and cries as he eats a mushroom for three hours. Oh yeah, fucking sorry. <laughs> it was literally thirty minutes. He's eating down in a zig. Oh, this is horrible. <laughs> like, oh my god, everybody, everybody. Like, oh, they are the worst things I've ever had. Ah, yeah. I don't know. Lizard King kind of tastes like chocolate, but that's just because it's really, really, really strong. Rusty whites taste like uh, like ranger pudding to me. Yeah, ODBE tastes like straight I, death. All right, it yeah. tastes like straight. Death. I find I find that if they have like a lot of silicin in them, they kind of have a a, a chocolatey kind of smell, but like cheap chocolate, like shitty fucking chocolate, and they kind of have like that 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 what do you like the chocolate powder that comes in like the cheap hot chocolate. Yeah, like the, the uh, army MREs. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Like, I you feel know, like you know it's it's going to be really, really strong if they smell like chocolate, like shit chocolate. My palate must be absolutely cooked because I start gagging before I get it to my mouth. I don't know what yeah. it is. It's awful for me personally, anyways. Right? I've oh, dude. Yeah, I don't do. I don't eat damn mushrooms. I don't even lemon tech them. Nothing. No. No bullshit. I just just straight capsules is how I go, and I like it that way. Uh, it's much easier to deal with or, or pass off to friends, or and it can store forever because they're airtight. Each individual capsule is airtight, you know. Um, and then you put them in a jar and they're airtight. They last forever, and uh, especially if you get opaque capsules. You know, no light damage or anything, and you can dose them however you want. You want like we have. A, in my experience, I've, I have a lot of professional contacts with people who are like doctors, psychologists, police officers, stuff like that. And a lot of them are very interested in microdosing. So it's much easier for me to go like, hey, here's 30, 30 days supply of microdose and here's how to take it. Um, and then here's like this little film capsule bottle, right? It's a little bitty thing and it's, just, it's not something big and scary and it doesn't look like drugs. Well, I guess it looks like drugs, but it doesn't look like, you know, Somebody pulled some raggedy ass, you know, sandwich bag out of their freaking back pocket. Right. Doesn't yeah. look like street drugs anyway. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't look like street drugs. So I like. I find that half of that is the presentation, as that if it looks good, people are going to be more likely to actually try it. Right. So if it's in a nice, pretty, shiny capsule in a nice, pretty um, presentation, like in a professional-looking bottle that has a label on it that doesn't say like you know take this shit and you know. But it just looks nice. If it looks professional, people are more likely to try it. So I should, <laughs> stop, I should stop writing not cocaine on my bottles is what you're saying. No, not a good you, idea. Should, no. you should continue to write not cocaine on it because they, people need to know that it's definitely not cocaine. 
We have a longstanding uh, thing in here about the cocaine and the not cocaine. Because I printed off a whole bunch of stickers a long time ago that just literally say not cocaine on them. And um, we put them on random things. Like we go to like grocery stores and put them on like baby powder. Or like just on things. Okay, yeah. Like I have an entire freezer full of summer sausage that's all labeled not cocaine. <laughs> oh shit! What did I miss? Sorry, guys. I uh, the the, uh, the mushrooms were doing its thing where it's letting you know it's time to time to go. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. 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 I just figured you got pregnant or something. Yeah. No. 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 That's no took care of business. But I heard not cocaine. What are we talking about? <laughs> Are we talking about the stickers? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Best stickers ever. Nice. Um, yeah. Right. yeah I, so, I, I, I had a bottle of uh, liquid culture. I wrote not a jar of trick for Deadpool on it once. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't – there's this new generation of kids that are starting to work in EMS, and they just don't cope well at all, Right. And I don't know if it's just a generational thing or something, but we've got all these like 20 year olds that are now coming in and they just can't cope with anything. They just lose their shit over pretty much everything. And everything well, they've, they've been allowed. They've been allowed to think that everything is, uh, you know, everything is hurtful. You know, you got everything's personal a safe, to a them. Safe, a safe space because I got a paper cut or something. It's really, really hard to get through to them that it's it's not your emergency. It's theirs. And if you make it your emergency, you can't fucking help anybody. Right. You know what and, the main problem is? Huh. Their parents never said the phrase, I'll give you something to cry about to them. <laughs> <laughs> but how how do you deal with these well, you're you're retired now, but how would you deal with these little punk asses that don't? Well, just, they have no coping mechanisms at all. Yeah, no. So you're you're down in Texas, are you? Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, it's weird. I've never experienced it. We don't we don't really have that here. Um, have you been dealing I, 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 I can sound glorious. Well, no, it actually quite yeah. no, but seriously it is. Um, in our emergency services up here, um, people are starting to understand that sick days cost money. Okay, so they're starting to invest in this stuff. Okay, regardless of their mom or dad raised them right, that's irrelevant. The fact is, you're getting paid a large amount of money, and we don't want you off sick. So what they do is they teach these kids, and they give them the tools to go look. When you're holding a kid. Okay, and you're watching the mom cry. Okay, how do you not go home and beat the shit out of somebody? Right? Yeah. So, see, they don't do. There's zero right. focus on. No, and, on, and, and you know, I can, I can understand. I can understand the frustration. You know, I, I I would say the only way that you can fix that problem is write your Congress. Like I just I, like, honestly, because it's training, and you know as well as I do. Um, you know, if you don't have the right training, you can make a mistake, and you know. Somebody dies. That's what yeah. happens in our line of work. So there's just no, there's no mental health anything down in the yeah, state. Yeah, it's it's, it's a shame, no. and you see the byproduct. Yeah, you do because well, even I, the I, even I, the mental health system in the United States fucking sucks ass. Oh, it's all I can't, I can't it's all about friend. 
Oh, dude, the mental health system in the United States is just absolutely freaking terrible. It's catch and release, and it's for profit. That's all it is. Hey, you guys, you guys are great as long as you're healthy. But the yeah. second you get sick, everybody walks away from you. It's crazy. Yeah. And look, I'm I'm here to tell you whatever propaganda or whatever. Um, up here in Canada, honest to God, I have never in my life waited for a prescription ever, ever, never, not once. I think maybe I waited in line for five minutes. It's just the truth. Like, I don't, I don't know how to, you know, and that's what I can, I can understand. Like when you're talking about the, the younger generation making the emergency about them. Yeah, I can see that because, well, society teaches you to use half your feelings and not how to deal with them. Fuck, yeah. That's scary, man. Right. At least, at least we were born in a generation where we were tough enough to nut up. Right. They can't. They don't know how to. Because if anybody oh, does, no. they get sued. You know, they're so. Uh, like it really, uh, it's it's all it is, and I, I hate. I feel for these people. Uh, I try to tell them, like, do something, anything. Don't mm-hmm. freeze up on. Don't freeze up on on unseen anything. If you if you feel like you're gonna freeze up, do jumping jacks. Like, do anything but freeze up. Like, mm-hmm. absolutely have you ever, anything. Hey, have, have you ever froze? No. I have. I haven't because long I did the military. Oh, I have. It's before. A, I get, and you know what? You're you're a very lucky man. Like you are. It's the most terrible feeling in the world to not be able to move. It's awful. You get over it. Like you learn how to. And I, I know what you mean, right? I remember one time you talk about not uh, seeing color. I was at a car accident once and the guy on the rescue crew said, hey, grab me some pliers to turn that horn off. And I said, what horn? And he looked at me and then I could hear the horn starting going. Yeah. Well, I like I was so ramped up. I was so scared. I was so ramped up. I couldn't hear the horn next to me. I got over that whole thing in the military, in the military. You know? Yeah, you were lucky. You were lucky. Yeah. You had that training. These kids don't. They're coming out cold. Yeah. I remember oh, as man. a kid, I, I was working as a bag boy at a grocery store and this lady went into labor in our grocery store. Yeah. The store manager had the phone in his hand. He pressed the nine and he's screaming, where the fuck's the 11 button? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've seen I've seen fire captains do it. Like I, I've seen it. It's, the brain's a funny thing. Now you can point fingers and say you're a weakling if you want, or you can understand why he did it. So the, well, the next guy doesn't. My big problem is that these kids don't. They don't. Not only do they not cope, but they get mad, like really, really, really angry. And it's like, yeah. calm down. I have to tell them all the time. Most, everybody does down. when everybody does when they get scared. Yeah. You ever seen a father at a car accident where their teenage daughter's been hurt? Just give them info. Oh They're yeah, mad as fuck. Yeah. yeah. So these these kids, these five kids milligrams of her said, buddy. This yeah. Is so if you Just... when you when you see these guys get mad, you got to understand, my guy. They're fucking scared. Scared shitless. I get it. It's just that now that's that was the other half of my crew. And they keep it's putting me with all these. They keep putting me with these like twenty-one-year-olds that are brand new out of you know EMS school. They're like, oh no, you go learn from him, which mm-hmm. was okay ten years ago. It was I a know, totally different I generation. That. I and feel that man. Now ten you years ago, them. the generation was different. Now I have yeah. somebody who's the same mental capacity, like emotional capacity of like a nine or twelve-year-old, yeah. and it's 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 not their fault. Difficult. Yeah. It's fucking hard because can you imagine getting all that training and you pay all that money for that education? They say, you're going to be great. You're going to be awesome. You're going to be wonderful. You're going to be awesome. And then you get there and you realize you don't know shit. 
and you're yeah. $35,000 in debt. Oh, I'm okay. I'm okay with teaching them, but they get mad. No, it's not fair to you. Really fucking pissed. And oh, they I get know. pissed at everybody. They they I don't know. understand. <laughs> they don't they don't understand that you can be you can have control of a scene without pissing everybody off. Do you remember that scene? Do you remember that scene in Patch Adams where Robin Williams says, "I remember being that young that I thought I had to when I had to impress people, I had to be an asshole." Yeah, and you don't have to be an asshole to impress people. You can be a nice guy, right? And these people, they come out, they come off so fucking hard and so tough, and you don't have to. Just put yeah. the sword away, dick. I find that it's much easier to get everything done that I want if I go if I tell people, "Good job, you're doing a good job," but let's try this. You know, and yeah. uh, you get you get so much better with with a little bit of sugar than you, than you do I, vinegar. Fuck! I'll tell you what I can. These kids, you want to go nose to nose with them? I can tell you one thing: they got more energy than you. <laughs> you're they gonna, know how to be. Play, hey, they know how to play the move. political game better than they I do. do. They do. <laughs> and at the at the end of the day, all we're looking for is well, quality of life, happiness. Yeah. And if you're frustrated with these fucking kids at work because you don't know why they're being dicks, that's hurting you, my guy. Right? You're bringing that home. You're frustrated. So by understanding this mental health thing, you can give yourself more fucking peace than you can imagine. Look, I'm not talking about people's feelings. I could give a shit. Go put your Care Bear shirt on. I don't care. But the problem is, is when I come home, I'm pissed off. And that's not cool. I'm not good with that because now my work time is coming home with me. I'm not good with that. Like, I'm sorry, but the state, the city, the province doesn't pay me to worry about this shit when I'm at home. And it, it's creeping into everybody's home life. And it's a shame, right? Because these kids go home and worry about it, right? They, they're like, fuck, you know what? I pissed the guy off. I want to do good, all this shit. But I don't have the goods. And we that we do see here. But with the mental health side of it, the captains kind of understand. All right, just settle your fucking shit. Instead of getting in a fight with them. I don't get in a fight with them. I try to explain it to them and try to slow it down. You know, like, all right. Like, you yeah, know, you dumb, have to. You mean right? dumb it down, you mean? Dumb it down? No, they're really smart. The EMS in well general, said. emergency services. Smart. Emergency services in general attacks a certain type of person, a certain type of personality. And it's people that like challenges and problem solving and are able to memorize a lot of shit and regurgitate it on the fly. Yeah. And... So they're very, very smart people. They're usually above average IQs, and they usually all have some sort of, like, challenging past, of whether it's it, that they had to overcome. And because of that, they've been drawn to these chaotic situations and solving problems. And uh, But there's less and less ability in that's being taught in American schools, anyways, of how to deal with uh, mental health issues. From childhood on up, right? So I think it's more of a everybody just glosses over it or pats each other on the back nowadays versus actually talks about it with a with a counselor. Like, all right, I understand you're being bullied, but do you know why you're being bullied? Instead of just feeling sorry for the person because they're being bullied, but trying to figure out the root of the cause. You're being bullied because you're acting so much different than the rest of the pack of the animals that you're triggering the predatory behavior in this bully to pick you out because you're the weakest gazelle, right? Like, can you fix the weakest gazelle persona that you're putting on? You know, and instead of doing that, we're just protecting the weakest gazelle and making them super special. 
just giving them a shiny shirt to wear. And it's resulting in adults that have zero fucking coping mechanisms, like at all. We've got all these kids who just, they can't do anything. You tell them something negative and they break down and cry. You tell them something positive and they don't, and they don't feel it's real because they're always taught something, told something positive. Right. It's, and a, I it's think a real it's, mess. Yeah. I think it's an America. I don't know how it is in Kanukistan up there where you're at, but right. here the, the absolute pampering um, has gotten to the point where it's turning out an entire generation of people that are almost non-functional. Yeah. And we, we of course have the whole, I'm, I'm trying to learn this, obviously this pronoun thing. I'm trying to, obviously I'm trying to get a grasp on this and understand this, but what's interesting up here is that it's not, it's not rammed down your throat to the point that it annoys you. Look, somebody wants to call oh. themselves whatever. We, I don't get into it, whatever. That's fine. That's your business. I think that's called freedom. I, I, I hear a lot about this. Right. But usually freedom means you can do what you want as long as you're not hurting anybody else. All right. So that sounds that's good. not how it is anymore. Uh, well, I it's unfortunate. Either. That's how it is here. Um, and, and that's why it's hard sometimes to relate. But obviously our media is very similar to yours. Um, if not, it is yours. Right. So we see the contrast. Right. And we, and I think with especially this will resonate. Right. Uh, command post is usually about a block away from the incident because you get a, bit, a better picture of the incident. We have a better vantage point of the problem. We're not in it. So when you know, we, we you're absolutely right. Making the weaker one the, the most important doesn't always work. We're here. They, they kind of recognize it. And then it's over. We don't make an issue of it. Oh man, they make a huge issue over it. They'll be like, "Oh, this person is like, oh, you need to be you need to be this way with them on the ambulance because they have sensory issues." I'm like, "No, oh but god, no." The oh, ambulance. No, they do that. We do that. Yeah, we we, we just we just I can, I can see that. Like I can, I have, but no. What what replaces that up here is work safety. I had a partner who had sensory issues and couldn't deal with loud noises or sudden changes in environment. I was like, "You're on a fucking ambulance yeah right? no we have uh we actually have uh work uh safety for that like we, they we would do right lose their shit when the sirens went on they would sit there and just rock back and forth and hold their ears mm. look i we used to have um college students ride the trucks with us okay yeah. and these were fire students at the college that wanted to be firefighters okay that's great we go to an mvc where it was a car versus a train obviously the gentleman didn't make it that goes without saying but one of the students came over to me there's about four or five students there because we had about three trucks there it was a fatality and you know the other students were like wow this is awesome it's great and this one student walked over to me and said this isn't for me and i said you know what good for you kid I said, I'm you would have had a, a world of hurt. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's and the problem is in the classroom, right? That, obviously, the situation you're talking is about a bit extreme. That's ridiculous as far as I'm concerned. I will stand up and say that. If you can't handle the sound of a siren, and you're not going to be able to handle somebody screaming when you're trying to tape their femur back. Like, they really? I handle that either. So, were, you know, and, and, diversity higher. No, yeah. And, and that's, that's what we don't have here. Like, obviously, there's a, a ridiculous amount of respect here because we just don't get into other people's lives, right? We just, we don't. It's not something, we haven't had that intensity up here. It hasn't made it up here. 
right? You're lucky. So people, yeah, people are still, you know, the gender thing. Please don't get me wrong. It doesn't stop at the border, right? We still have that, but it's just, it's not a big deal. And I, I, I don't know how else to say that, right? Somebody goes to work and it's, a, you know, somebody who's been a, a gentleman for 35 years and now they're a female. Well, guess what? They go do their job. We had a uh, fire captain who um, became a female. All right. His name was Jeff and he became Mindy. Jeff was an asshole. Trust me. He was a bodybuilder. He was a dick. Total dick. Mindy. Awesome. She was fantastic. Right. Yeah, we don't have we don't have problems with anything like that. No, no, no. Our problems deal with the 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 kids that are just babied, and like, but everywhere down here, it's not just it's not just us in emergency services. It's everywhere down here. You've got a whole bunch of kids who refuse to. They don't want to go to ever go to work. They just want to be Instagram stars, or they don't ever want to do anything. Right. They just. The only thing that's going to fix that is time. Okay, because look, or you and I a both... good zombie apocalypse, a good fucking zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like, well, maybe, maybe, maybe that will fix yeah. it, right? But good realistically speaking, these kids are going to probably get the shit kicked out of them for two years. That's what's going to happen to them, and the problem will correct itself. It will. It has to. Was well, the world just going to stop? No, it, but it does get shittier. No, of course, and then it gets better. Yeah, right. hopefully this does. is just a phase, like bell-bottom jeans or something. I don't. I, look, I don't see how this can continue because that individual that you were talking about that screamed when they had an uh, uh, an ambulance uh, siren go off, somebody like that is going to kill somebody on a call one day. Oh, and they one did. Day that's, that's, how they one day. that's how they got fired. Yeah, that, they did. Well, that's, that's how they finally got fired. I, I well, had to work with them for seven months because nobody else would. Um, well, one One day that person yeah. will be important. And like and they'll have, have enough, right? <laughs> I I hate yeah. to say it, but you know that's that's the way it will happen. And no, it's, not, it's not doing it's not something stop. else now. But uh, they're off doing something else now. Thank God they're out of medicine. But um, sure. it's just like we should have been able to weed them out faster. But everything is just so tied up now that you can't weed out people anymore. You can't tell them yes or no. You can't go, hey, you're not made for this. So you're not going to cut it. Everybody has um, to have. I can, yeah. I can, I can give you a glimpse of hope. That's only in your part of the world right now. Oh. For for where where we are here, um, yeah. I mean, obviously, there's always an example, but it's certainly not the majority. From what I, if I, I could, if I could grow like citrus trees, I'd come move up there. Oh, but... <laughs> well, we'd have you. Look, I'm sorry, but there's more people living in California than there is in our entire country. Okay, Fuck yeah. I'm you know, down. Sorry, maybe maybe it's because it might be cold. I might have to make love to penguins <laughs> occasionally, or fight okay. off a bear with a hockey stick, like fucking Deadpool. But you'll, you'll have to do, no, you'll have to do all that stuff, and that's why nobody I'll comes just, here. I'll just buy a fucking big greenhouse and grow my citrus trees in it. Well, there you have it. Then look, a bit of a problem solver. It's nice to see. Uh-huh. Yeah. But no, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm not going to say in the entire country we don't have that situation, but, you know, there's a lot more emphasis on mental health and a lot less emphasis on everybody's feelings. Yeah, see, we need to do that. Well, that's right now. Right right now, it has nothing to do with mental health. There is so little mental health care and so much feelings care in America that 
Well, I think, I think you're, yeah, you're, I think you're doing an injustice to both parties because you're enabling uh, the the person that's everybody's disliking, right? But you're telling them it's okay, so it's unfair to both parties. Like it really, really is. And if people understood their mental health more, right, then they would go, okay, well, this is why I behave this way. And so if, if you, you want to be design, if you could design a mental health system, how would you do it? Well, I would stick to the basics, no different than the SOPs or SOGs we use at work. Okay, what is depression? Let's start right at the basics. Let's start, get away from the feelings. Let's start talk about the problem. All right, well, depression's not a happy or sad thing. It's a lack of joy. Okay, so let's say you love uh, growing citrus fruit. Well, what happens when one day you go out there and you just can't be bothered to do that anymore? Well, you start uttering the word of what's the point? Well, what's the point of getting up? What's the point of fucking doing anything? That's depression. And if you recognize that, you don't think you're in a loveless marriage. So right? you don't think that depression has a lot to do with like uh, like chemical imbalances in the brain? Oh, no, absolutely. That's what causes it. Yes, no. But I mean, to all of a sudden look at somebody that I've loved, you know, for four or five years and go, I don't feel anything anymore. Does that mean I'm out of love or is there a chemical imbalance? Well, now that I know that there's a chemical imbalance, I don't go searching for happiness elsewhere. Right, yeah. it, it can it can it can cause it can save so many marriages, so many relationships, just by understanding what depression is. Then you look at anxiety. Well, what's this? Well, this is worrying about shit that hasn't happened yet. Well, that sounds like fun. Well, what if you spend eight years in the military and seventeen years in emergency services and you see bad shit everywhere? Well, you'd be an idiot to walk out and think nothing bad's going to happen. Well, what happens when that gets out of control and you worry about everything? Your kid yeah, goes to the yeah. store, you're worried about a car accident, right? You, kid go, you go to the beach, and you don't have fun because you're watching everybody else. That's exactly what I do. Well, <laughs> you know, and that's, but just let's keep it basic. We don't have to get into people's fucking feelings and emotions and, and what they interpret and all that shit. What is hunting me as a person? And when I start hunting that, I stop picking on other people. Right? Everybody's picking on everybody because they're not happy for fuck's sakes. Right? So they judge. And that's fine. I do the same thing, please. But until I understood this, that's when I went, okay, I can stop fighting everybody and I, I start correcting. You know, it, it, for somebody to say they're absolutely perfect is absurd. Okay. So we are, we're, we're faulted. Okay. And if it's okay to admit that and you have the, self-confidence you can improve the quality of your life better than any lottery can and i think that's what they need to teach instead of respect that person over there because they look different you should do that because you're a fucking human being all right you don't you shouldn't be told that but it got all twisted it really did it got twisted proper so i think once people understand the mental health aspect of it we stop worrying about pronouns fuck who cares Right. And that's in my humble opinion from kind of getting a peek into this mental health thing. I think once the rest of people start to understand this, shit's going to get a lot easier. Yeah. So, so um, right now, there's mostly everybody's just medicated here. And most of the medications that they're putting people on, they're, man, it's like 1960s tech. Well, you have feelings. Well, let's just crush them so you can't feel anything. Uh, Correct. Yeah. And they notice this with uh, end of life anxiety, <clears throat> which is, let's say you're 34, 35 years old, you got stage four cancer, you're dead in six months. 
Okay. So usually what they do with individuals like that is they just drug them up. So they're not thinking about their kids growing up without them and all that shit. It's exactly what, what they, they do. Right. So what they, what they found with psilocybin was when they started to administer this, this didn't just help the individual, but they got a peace with death and understanding that it's more of a stage than anything, kind of like puberty. So the last six months they get to enjoy with their families and they talk. They're not doped up all the time, nor are they afraid of what's going to happen. So they, the they've, modern, already, they've already come to, come to grips with everything. Right. So the modern medicine that we have right now, without a doubt, covers up the symptoms of what we're dealing with. But mushrooms gently take you by the hand and explain them to you. There's a difference. There's a massive, massive difference between the two. One numbs us, one explains. So how would you go about if you were to design a system in which we could mesh together mental health and psilocybin? Would you have to have dispensaries to do it? Would it be something that's prescribed? Would it be an inpatient procedures, uh, like guided stuff? Like how would you do it? Yeah, excellent question. You know, I really think that people 50 years from now will look back at us and go, what a bunch of cowboys. Like, holy uh -huh. shit. They were taking this stuff. There was no guidance. There was no medicine men and women. There was no doctors. Look, we're basically opening up the top on our brain and just decoding it as it comes out. Where I think the real money with this mushrooms are is with assisted with doctors or therapists or, like I said, medicine men or women that understand what you're experiencing. So, so trip guides, if you will. I think this is the newest industry. I really do. Because when you're experiencing the stuff you're experiencing, you could have somebody there explaining this to you. Guys like me and you figure this out on our own. Right. That's scary yeah. enough. But when we start working with what this psilocybin or psychedelics can unlock in our memory and then attack it with mental health education, I think that's where the real money is. That's why I think these trips with these Atagoshua or whatever these are, are so powerful because there's like a chief right there with you. Hmm. So, yeah, you know, I think the two put together, you understand thyself that's really what the whole game is so people say what you know what what's the meaning of all this you know well it's to understand who you are and that's what that's what i've i've taken from this so far the more you understand who and what you are the faster you go off what go after what sets you on fire and you just don't follow the packs i like this sports team because the cool guy at work does all right i've done that my whole life are you kidding well, now I like stuff because I fucking love it. I have my own mushroom show. I would have never done that before. Right. I've never had the balls, but I know that that sets me on fire. Well, imagine wiping away all the bullshit, all the marketing, all the, you know, all the catchphrases and all the stuff that you should be doing. And you start living your life. It's exciting shit. Like it really is. And I've never felt anything like it before. I got a lot of energy from mushrooms, right? People say the energy is good. That's whatever. I couldn't put my finger on what it was. It wasn't like coffee or monster. Oh. Yeah, usually when it does that, I think it screens asleep again. There we there go. I do apologize. I'm so sorry. So, uh, you know, like no. energy drinks like um, Monster or Red Bull would give me energy. But I was feeling this internal energy. 
And I was drove by a, a schoolyard and I saw these kids running around at recess. And that's when I realized what I was feeling. It was youth. Like it was just straight up youth. Like I would get up in the morning, spring out of bed, boom, let's go. And you know that list of to-dos that you have to do, like the stuff that you should be doing, a phone call you should make, a bill you should pay, but you never had the energy to do it? My dude, I had the energy to do it. Dude, I wiped that plate off in two days. I finished everything that I needed to do. Do you want to know how I felt after that? Well, I laughed that I put things off for like three, four months. Yeah, dude. And I'm sorry, when you're suffering from this stuff and you get all your shit done and you're you're walking around, you're proud as punch, my guy. Like, trust me, you feel good. You're in a better mood. You interact. Your energy lifts. And there's something to this frequency thing. Like, there's something to it. You know, you feel better. You interact better. All of a sudden, things get better. Even though, look, bad stuff happens all the time. All right, planes fall out of the sky, babies die. Of course they do. But all of a sudden, my existence is better. And I've been waiting to win the lottery. It's a joke. (laughs) Yeah. So I think once we kind of start to understand this, we stop chasing the wrong stuff. Dude, I was going into debt trying to find success. I thought success was a fast car and a big house. What? The shit. I grew up in the 80s. Well, no, success is fulfillment. Right? abundance of the stuff you love that's success my guy good health a great perspective holy shit right you look at things and it's it's bright dude you can accomplish anything but if everything is dark and cloudy i mean think about somebody who's pissed off how they walk down the street they've got their eyes on the ground they're hunched over you ever seen somebody who is in love walking down the street they got their fucking head in the clouds yeah so simulate it and these, these mushrooms give you access to that part of your brain to understand that. I Look, if I would have listened, anybody listening to this podcast right now going, this guy is totally full of shit, my guy, I am with you. If I would have listened to this six months ago, I would have said the same thing. But I'll tell the you majority what, of our listeners are going to be like, wow, this guy's spot on. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I, I hope yeah. so. But I'll tell you what, after a global pandemic and people being lied to every goddamn way they could possibly be lied to, Trust me, I knew right now was not the time to push a fraud. This is the real deal. I would never go out and put my face out there like this if this was bullshit, if it was just pot. I've always found marijuana helps me with the symptoms, all right? You know, symptoms of anxiety, symptoms of depression, but mushrooms get to the root. It gets to the root of the problem, gotcha. Fucking right, dude. It puts that fire out. And when I um, when I felt that, I was like, I'm telling fucking everybody. I don't care. I'm doing it. Yeah, I've never been a I've never been a big fan of marijuana. I always looked at it as like a recreational thing, like drinking a beer. Right. Yeah. And you know, and that, that's great. Every each to their own, and that's fine. Right. Whatever works for you, that's awesome. But when I felt this, and I saw the ground that it got me, and how it was able to help me fix relationships in my life. You know, be able to see myself through a different optic lens and go, no, Carl, you're a dick. Okay. It's okay. You're forgiven, but fucking stop acting like that. Right. All of a sudden, my life got easier. I found out that asking for forgiveness, if it's legit, people give it. If it's bullshit, they won't because they can sense it. But this all of a sudden improved all qualities of my life. Right. And and to be able to give somebody that peace, I will work my thingies off. 
to make sure everybody knows about it. Because it's not a get rich quick scheme. Nobody's going to know that you're feeling better, but that's what good mental health is. It's not showing off. It's not a, it's not a fast car and a hot wife. Yeah. Right, don't get me wrong. I, I like my hot wife. I do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, makes a lot of sense, man. You definitely have your finger on the right thing. I like listening to you. But yeah, yeah, so it's okay. It's okay. His screen's off again. Oh, oh, okay. There, there we he go. goes. Yeah, you, you know, like as soon as I realized this, I started to understand that. Look, everybody has access to this. I understand in past times, people. I'm the only one that can grow the ancient fruit. I'm not true. It's not true. Everybody can, right? And if everybody knows they have access to it, that gives people hope. And fuck, that's all I need to get by. It's hope. I don't even need the shit. I just need the hope of getting it. I'll admit it. Right? Hang the carrot in front of me. As long as it's the right one. I'm good with that. And it motivates me. Yeah. Like, it's shitty right now. Like, please, it's raining fire in my life right now. My life is shit. Right? Major disputes with my teenage son. It's breaking my heart. You have no idea. Right? But the fact is, is that I can see the brighter side. So, therefore, I don't add to the darkness. It's a shitty time. Look, if you if you never experience shitty times, that's a delusional life. You didn't experience anything. But no, our, our lives are colorful. And, you know, you're thankful for that. And before the mushroom, I would have just thought I was cursed. Everybody was out to hate me. So enrich your life? Yeah, you bet your sweet ass it does. Because it, it helps you get through these times that are dark. Anybody can get through good times, my friend. Even losers keep going when they're winning. Right? I've seen that in the fire service. <laughs> right? They'll just keep promoting people. Fuck, who cares, right? But no, it's the person that can dance when it's fucking raining fire. That's the one that scares the devil. Not the other one. So be that creature. We need to put that on a shirt. Please I can say, that, that, that's perfect. Yeah, so do, you know what? Here's the fruit. Right? You got to put the work in. Don't, look, anybody who tells you, you take this mushroom, it fixes all your problems, get your hand on your wallet. Somebody's going to take you for a ride. I'm here to tell you. No, it's not that. It's fruit. Okay, you take this fruit, you decode what it gives you, and you improve your life. That's the magic. Okay, it's, we're getting to an age now where we're not after a good night. We're after a good life. And I happened to find this shit, and I just wanted to tell everybody. So that's why I'm so thankful to you fine gentlemen for letting me to come on here and rant like this. That's what no, we it's do. been great. It's been great having you on. Oh, been, well, uh, I, if you're ever stuck for a guest and you don't have anybody, please give me a shout. I'll fill in in a second. It, it's been an absolute John. joy. John, we'll totally have you back. Awesome. Yeah, yeah no, Absolutely. that's fantastic. Because, you know, there's much to talk about. And like I said, I obviously don't want to drag it out for too long. But, oh, goodness, we could talk about species and experiences and all kinds of fun jazz like that. So we can yeah, say, let's save that for a different show. one. Let's save that one for a different one, like different breakdowns of different uh, experiences sure. with different mushrooms. Yeah, but, because uh, this, this, is, this will really open up your eyes. It really will. Oh, yeah. So one thing that we like to do when we come to the end of a podcast is we kind of go around. Everybody says something real positive uh, <laughs> just to kind of leave it off. And uh, as usual, we usually start with uh, Deadpool. Oh, okay. So what uh, do you got? All right. Well, I don't know. How about this one? 
I can't usually click on these. Damn it. I hate being stoned on a fucking show. It's but, a tough uh, one. <laughs> all right. How about this? Um, when in doubt, put it on a plate. What's it? Sure. Okay. And John, I'm, what do you got? I'm just lab. Buddy? I'm just in the lab. That's all I do. There you go. <laughs> uh, throw it on a fucking plate. Johnny, have, Johnny uh, I'm working on. I'm working on. Here. I'm trying he's to. Like, you know damn well he's on the internet right now. Trying. I, to you know, I was. <laughs> I, I, I looks up something. You can't look Google. up something. I've been trying the last couple of casts. I have not looked anything up. So it, it, you put me okay. on the spot here. So. I don't know what you want. Would, would you like me to go? Go ahead. I'll work on it while you go. All right. Yeah. Okay. So look, really simple. The the most brilliant mind. What? Oh, that's again. a great one. And his screen froze. To pull it are you are you there? His screen. There you yeah, go. Yeah, we're here now. Okay. Yeah. yeah, no, somebody just called through on my phone. I'm sorry. Look, the greatest oh. minds on the planet say that everything is in motion all the time. So if you're stuck, trust me, you're not. I like trust it. me. It'll move. Nice. Nice, nice. Got, John? Well, sounds like something, sounds like something that's having the wall. Like shitter <laughs> across the toilet. Let me see if I can come up with something that has to do with our conversation. Expanding the mind. Here we go. Um, there you go. This is early morning for me, so I'm not on my game. Like, um, Dude, it's um, fucking noon. Yeah, I'm on, vac- on. I'm on vacation, man. Come on. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> yeah, I'm on vacation. Um. Oh, and they need a doctor God. to pull it out. He's, <laughs> he's broken. We broke him. We broke John. Yeah. He's done. That's it. Yeah. Whew. Um, how about this? You know, life is about the journey. You know, experience it. Enjoy it. See how hard that's was that? That's all I got. That's all I got that was, that's fine. Very true words. Very well said. Yeah. No. <laughs> So reach out to somebody that you haven't talked to for a while. Make sure they're okay. Tell somebody that you love them every day. Tell you make a new friend, pay for somebody's meal, pass on the goodness that you experience in your life. I love you, Pearl. We love our listeners. Oh, yeah, I love you too. I love you. We love our I'll listeners. Bet, I'll bet you a dollar that was pre-prepared. I'm just saying. No, it wasn't. That was the mushrooms. So we love our listeners. We love you guys every day. And if you're ever going through anything, you can reach out to one of us, uh, shoot us a message, and we'll be happy to listen to you. And But I can't guarantee we won't judge because I'm a terrible person. So we have, if you would like to send us some money, we I mean, have you've our heard me, right? Up. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be uh, the dollar sign uh, Fafocult or Venmo us at Fafocult. You can also drop us an email if you'd like to come on our show or if you just have some comments. You can that be uh, fafficult at gmail.com. Uh, as always, you can, if you need any sort of supplies, whether it is all-in-one grow bags, grain, or substrate, you can get a hold of Deadpool on our Discord. Links to the Discord will be included in the show notes. And if you do send us any money, we promise not to use it for anything good. It'll go straight to debauchery and keep Hookers and blow. Going. Hookers and blow. Hookers and blow. Exactly. <laughs> We love you guys, and we will talk to you later. Thank you very much.